the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Rescuers Radio Show. Hey, if you want to check us out at uh, rescuersradioshow.org, you'll see all the shows, of which we're past 100 now, actually. And uh, if you, we are a listener-supported radio show, so... You'll find a way to donate if you so so uh, if if that's in what, something you're looking for and are interested in. But uh, right now, I am so excited to have this guest uh, as the rescuers uh, show continues. Uh, Oki Wee, the medical doctor and founder, medical director of Hope Clinic Arizona. Did I say all that right? Uh, you said it right. <laughs> <laughs> so come up to that mic just a little bit. There you go. Um, so we have a lot to talk about because of your, your background. Um, and, and right now, first thing I always like for our, our worldwide audience, you know, I'd like to have them know who all the, all they can about my guest. So let's hear your backstory. Uh, how did you get to this point in your life? Well, I was in, uh, medical school and, uh, in between years I was trying to, uh, earned some money, so I did some manual labor, which um, I wasn't really used to and didn't understand how you should do it correctly, which I do now. And as a result, uh, my back got sore, and I also happened to sleep in a very bad bed. It was like a hammock. Oh, <laughs> slumps. And so the combination <laughs> of the two ended up um, uh, kind of becoming a chronic back issue. I was still pretty active, but yeah. periodically it would just seize up on me. And so when I got back to medical school, of course, you go to your professor and they examine you, and the next thing you know is, here, fill this prescription at the pharmacy. And it was muscle relaxants and painkillers, and uh, you know, I'm one that cannot take medication. Mm. I've always been super sensitive, even today. And so I found myself to just not being able to focus when my head was you know, just I, I felt like a zombie, really. <laughs> <laughs> and so I talked to Vicky. We were married at the time, and and I said, "Yeah, I can't, I can't do this." So I started looking at other things, how to take care of the back, other than a heating pad or an ice pack, mm-hmm. and talked to massage therapists and physical therapists and tried stretching. But uh, there were times when I had to call her, you know, especially later on when I was doing more clinical stuff and on my feet a lot. 
And uh, occasionally my back would just seize up. And I was in my twenties. Oh my gosh! And I'd call her and said, you know, uh, that cuts off a lot of activity, right? Yeah, yeah. Chief resident say, go home. You're useless here. (laughs) So (laughs) she had to pick me up, and I'd be in bed for a few days. And so when I graduated, I wanted to know what else could you do than writing a prescription and taking some pills, or you know, uh, today of course trigger point things like that. Oh yeah. So. Uh, are you from Arizona? What, what's up? What? Uh, I'm actually born in Indonesia. Okay. And uh, started medical school there in 1964, and then we had the uh, uh, the coup, the revolution, and I continued in Toronto. Um, was able to get into. Well, that's a big hop. Oh, it's a big hop. Indonesia. It's a long to journey. Toronto, it wasn't yeah. a straight line to Toronto. Yeah. But um, I was able to get into. Toronto and just continue. I didn't have to repeat anything, yeah. and uh, and that's where I really was having my my issues, my back issues, and uh, yeah, graduated there, practiced there about eleven years. I'm board certified and have a fellowship in family medicine, so I was able to practice what we call cradle to grave medicine while in Toronto. But in the group practice that I was at, I was the pain guy. You know, everybody <laughs> that had pain patients that they weren't quite sure what to do with, send them to me because I had, you know, by now gotten certified in acupuncture and I learned, you know, techniques to loosen up soft tissue and stretch and even the manipulations of wow. the back. Uh, I learned that from one of my professors in medical school, yeah. interestingly enough. But, um, and then in, in 1984, we moved here to Arizona. So we've been here since then. Yeah. Uh, this is a long time ago. I had a friend that was a uh, veterinarian. And he became um, ill. And he was uh, he was um, pet, uh, pet hair. He couldn't be around it. Mm. He'd be <laughs> allergic and he's to a, it. Yeah, allergic to it. And he's a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. So he went to uh, chiropractic or whatever the schooling is and became an ac- acupuncturist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, a, as a new uh, a new career, and it worked for him. Well, it's interesting. When I got certified in Canada, one of the instructors was a veterinarian who, um, who would also do acupuncture on people. And back then in the 70s, you know, you didn't have it here yet, but in Canada... Uh, they actually had acupuncture back, going back that far because they had a good relationship at the time with China, and and so a lot of people went and studied and got certified. But this ac- this veterinarian would uh, do acupuncture, and and because he was a veterinarian, he couldn't legally work on people. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, he did anyway. Never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> but yeah, he um, he was a very excellent uh, teacher also. Yeah. So, um, and, and just, I know from knowing you, you have a faith walk. Yes. And that's, that's a, a big part of your walk, right? It's, of, of you're going from piece to piece here and the the Lord was guiding you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, so, I'd like to just let's start talking about Hope Clinic uh, and the Hope Clinic. How how you got into there? We're on the way of that conversation right now, I think. And you've um, you've put out a book uh, titled uh, "From Pain to Wellness." There's hope. 
And this book you, is authored by yourself and a, a a lady by the name of Cary Graham. So I'd like to talk about that. But right now, let's just talk about the clinic itself. How, how did this happen? Uh, how did you get to that point? And, and how does all this, how does this work? It's a bit of a story, but I'll try and We're okay. We're okay time-wise. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I moved here in 84, I came actually to practice as a family physician. I joined an old-timer in Scottsdale, and within six months, I had more pain patients because you help one, and there's three more that they refer. And so all of a sudden, six months later, I was seeing more pain patients than family practice patients. That's when I realized that I needed more than just the acupuncture needles. I was still doing injections back then, trigger point injections, because I had taken a course of uh, Dr. Janet Travell, who pioneered trigger point injections. Um, you know, uh, if you ever heard of the term trigger point, she not familiar. Deemed that th- those are not in the muscles, but okay. in the medical terms, trigger points is commonly okay. used, and she came up with that term in 1942. Wow. So she goes back a long way. Yeah. Um, but I realized that that still wasn't enough. I was looking and searching for what else, why is why why does it keep recurring? And that's when, in retrospect, God opened my eyes, realizing that we were treating symptoms, not the source. Ah. So the question then, what is the source? And it turned out that from Dr. Trafal's work, where she did, a lot of work and, and actually prove that it is in the soft tissue, the connective tissue. Mm. So if you look at a body, a skeleton, bones can't move by themselves. Right. They need healthy, you know, connective tissue, nervous system, etc., yeah. to be functional. And yet the uh, uh, connective tissue, the my fascia, does not visualize well on even today with the MRIs and the, the CT scans and so on. And and yet, that's where the problem is in most mm-hmm. cases. And so, um, the question then is, what what is it in there that that needs to be fixed? And it really, <laughs> you know, it, it was like, you know, the old Ford commercial when <laughs> the light bulb goes on. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of <laughs> thing. Was okay. We're dealing with cells. The body has a lot of cells, <laughs> seventy-five <laughs> trillion cells. Wow! But everything <laughs> is made out of cells. So is my fascia. So if the cells can function, then you get all kinds of issues like inflammation, you get spasm, you get a whole host of things happening. So the question is then, why can the brain, which is like a supercomputer who tracks everything in our body, not command that area to start working? Interesting. And not being a physicist, but kind of my simple simple kind of explanation is that this current that comes down from the brain, which by the way is a microcurrent, okay, very tiny current, if you compare that what comes out of the wall, it's a million times stronger. Oh my gosh. Now, a lot of people may have used things like a TENS unit and and all that. That's usually a thousand times stronger wow. than what runs in the body. So it's a yeah. very tiny current. And yet uh, it's not able to, to correct it. And I think it's because if, when you have resistance, you have inflammation and spasm, things like that, there's so much resistance that signal doesn't get there. It goes around it. Wow. So God then, you know, had me, uh, well, I, I started looking at things to use to help stimulate that and uh, was introduced to a technology called microcurrent, the same current that runs in the body. Mm-hmm. 
I read came, that in your book. Yeah, and came across <laughs> instruments that, that uh, were actually created in California yeah. that were quite sophisticated and, and seemed to help well. And then, of course, um, my my practice back then in, in uh, from 84 till about 95 uh, was a combination of family medicine and I did the pain. And in 95, it got sold to the hospital. So uh, in uh, after that, Vicky and I opened a practice, and at that point, I I was able to develop this methodology that was totally non-invasive, mm. no injections, no drugs, nothing. Nice. And, uh, results yeah. were running in a ninety-plus percent range, which was amazing. Yes. Why? Because the body's a miracle. All we did was help the body do what it needed to do. <laughs> yeah. And so I had a goal and a dream back in the in the eighties, uh, mid eighties. Uh, when I met with uh, Dr. Gladys at Dr. Gladys McGarry's house, she's one of our my forwards. Oh, and Glad- Dr. Gladys McGarry, by the way, just turned 101. Wow! Remember, and she's still <laughs> very sharp and active. Um, COVID slowed her down a little bit yeah. because she's been at home, you know. But um, at that point, we were actually meeting with a, a, a group of docs, very bright people, thinking about how can we create a wellness program? How can we create a program to help these people that just can't get proper help traditionally? And eventually that evolved. Today it's called integrative medicine, okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, that dream that I had kind of went by the wayside. And it wasn't until about 2012 that it actually came back because we were doing some uh, discipleship courses. And one of the thing. Uh, you know, was did did you ever get a spiritual deposit, a dream, you know, like a, yeah, a, oh, a, sure. a Joseph dream type sure. thing? Yeah. And I thought back. That's how said, I got to do this radio show. Ah, there we are. <laughs> God said, "Here, do this." Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it started coming back, but you know, I was just picking an eye in that practice, and I didn't know how to take it to the next step. Well, God opened the door. And, yeah. and so through an interim step. I should have asked this earlier in this conversation. At what point was your back healed? Uh, well, my back started getting healed when I had the um, accident in Canada because I trained one of my docs out to do adjustments and I was getting you know some acupuncture okay. and various other things. But it really didn't get totally, I would say, to the point where I was able to do Many yeah. things still, I was starting to use the microcurrent as well, the same things that we okay. use today. Yeah. And uh, so I do get treatments. I um, okay. keep managing my back because I, does, I do mess up once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Lifting. No more hammocks. Uh, no more hammocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so take us on a journey. Uh, you're doing this now kind of in, in our conversation of uh, – a journey of relieving pain interfaced with faith and technology is how I've seen where how you put that. Yes. Um, the, the God created a perfect body. His plan in the beginning was that you live forever. Yeah. Okay, which means that the body repairs and heals. Well, things got messed up, and <laughs> here we are today. <laughs> we have bodies that, that unfortunately, and many times because of what we have to do, uh, either, you know, uh, a necessity or sometimes, as I said, you know, people, and I did the same thing, just abuse our bodies playing sports, for instance. You know? Oh, yeah. And uh, Let me take one second, sure. Oki. 
in case uh, you've tuned in late to this uh, episode of Rescuers Radio Show, uh, I'm interviewing Oki Wee, the medical doctor and founder of medical director of Hope Clinic Arizona. So uh, let's go ahead and continue that conversation there. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, based on that on, on that fact that the body is able to repair and heal, uh, God's given me the methodology, which includes technology. Mm. It includes uh, some very sophisticated equipment, which is the microcurrent and and the cold laser, and um, that seems to be able to help facilitate. In other words, get these cells that are not working working again. And to just simplify it, um, our cells need something called ATP, ATP, adenosine triphosphate. Okay, and it's like the fuel for the cell, for the for the engine, mm-hmm. gasoline for the engine. Yeah. Um, and if ATP production is is non-existent or, or very limited, then these cells can't function properly, so mm-hmm. they can't do their job. And in the research, it actually shows very clearly that the microcurrent uh, can can affect the cell to the point where it can increase the ATP production up to 500%. Wow. Which is very significant. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, cold laser does the same thing. There's a good Harvard review that looked at 100 different studies and their conclusion was that the low-power cold laser, and this is the key because typically in Western medicine we say more is better. So you have lasers that are the same classification, class 2, but mm-hmm. they are, uh, our laser, for instance, is 1 milliwatt. Okay. The lowest you can get. Okay. And you have class class 2 devices, which are, um, uh, you know, 25,000 milliwatts. Oh. Okay, so they can heat tissue up. But the Harvard study showed that the lower-powered uh, laser was better in producing ATP or stimulating ATP production, and the higher you go, uh, where it can actually block or minimize ATP. And the same applies to things like a tension unit, which is a millicurrent, where it actually blocks ATP. So understanding that, um, I, I started using just the, the lowest possible settings and the results were quite phenomenal. And it also shows me that you know, the technology um, was simply to help facilitate, to wake up these cells. The body does the rest, because as soon as the cells can work again, they actually start communicating with the brain again. Yeah. And so ultimately, it's the brain body that does that. Now, uh, when people are believers, then we absolutely <laughs> talk about <laughs> why. And if they're not believers, I just tell them that the miracle is the body. And yes. it oftentimes opens the door to That's a great questions. way to put that, yeah. Yes. Yeah, a good place to start in the conversation. So you must have uh, your clinic, um, the Hope Clinic, is in Scottsdale, and you, you've you got a staff of technicians uh, therapists. Therapists. Um, okay, we sorry. train and certify them. It it uh, takes about sixty to ninety days for, and we prefer uh, to use people that have um, experience with the body. And so we've been using, uh, we've been recruiting massage therapists because oh. of their knowledge of the body. Sure. And of course, they have to 
adapt to using modalities and the specific methodology that we use in the office. I think it's great that that you have a non-invasive, non-narcotic methodology. Correct. Because so often that's just thrown in, here, take this or take that, or right? Yes. Well, that's how we were trained. Yeah. Uh, as MDs, um, there was a lot of emphasis on pharmacology and therapeutics. Yeah. Your your client base, I think, is kind of large and wide. You have you have athletes. You have um, business community. You're all doors open, right? Correct. Um, it, it you know it's interesting because um, you know I had to become aware of numbers in in terms of the pain and the latest numbers. Um, that I heard uh, last fall when I did my uh, CME and I was at a through conference, that today they estimate 178 million Americans in chronic pain. Really? So some kind of pain, uh, and anything from you know just a chronic headaches, achy, achy part to debilitating, no hope cases, okay? And uh, if you take the acute pain, sprain, strains, uh, car accidents, what have you, uh, you're probably talking about, (laughs) it used to be one in two people. I think it's it's probably more than that now, much more than that. My goodness. And so it is a real problem. We live in a painful society, right? Right. And so (laughs) if you look at the advertisements for non-steroidals and various other things, it is is significant. And, of course, we've had the issue with the opioid, uh, uh, you know, the debacle and yeah, exactly. right now in courts and it's it's yep. horrible when you see it what is. happened and it's really only to yeah, block pain you cover up you, you're not fixing the issue and it multiplies the addiction rate very much so yeah. suicide rate yeah, it, right. it's all of those yeah. things right so we really take care of uh, very young people also uh, kids play a lot of sports now and yeah. get hurt and yeah. uh, what I find is if we don't treat that properly then uh, those are the people I see today that 30, 40, 50, 60 years later all of a sudden have a debilitating issue, yeah. which actually started way back when they were younger. Wow. And, you know, it's it's not their fault because yeah. that's how we were trained, you know, just take so a couple it, of aspirins. So and it could <laughs> start with a, a little twinge or something that you just shrug off, right? Uh, oftentimes, and, and then um, over time, uh, a significant injury that got better. Yeah, and you go through life not realizing that uh, you know there's still issues. Didn't heal. Didn't heal. Yeah, and even today, uh, a lot of patients that I see, we have added um, a unique um, part of the, our methodology, which is a three-dimensional yeah. uh, motion analysis, and we can look at range of motion and compare the two sides of the body. And even though the patient is not aware of it, but we can see it from that because it'll they'll pick up information at 400 frames a second, which the eye cannot wow. see. Give that big number again of people that have pain. 178 million. My gosh. That's uh, um, three-quarters of the population. Yeah, it's, it's more than that. <laughs> more than that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So and, um, and worldwide, it's about the same in numbers. Yeah. 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 So... Um, 
great work that you're you're doing. And um, if people are listening to the show, how do they get in touch with you? How we do, have how both do, a website and we have a phone number. What's the uh, website? The website is www.hopeclinicare with two C's dot com. Hopeclinicare dot com. Dot com. Oh, I see the two C's, clinic and care. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and um, so that's how they can reach you. And I, you know, we live we live in Arizona. Just just thinking about athletics, we have pro we have pro golfers, we have football, basketball. I know they have their all their own in house medical staffs, but um, I think they all should call you. Well, <laughs> we, we certainly uh, are available. <laughs> I have over the years dealt with uh, some professional athletes, but like you say, they have their in house staff and yeah. It's sometimes very difficult <laughs> to go outside the announced staff. Right. But, uh, yes, we certainly have helped uh, quite a few people. Is the book available for people to get? Actually, the book is available both on um, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. Uh, Lulu uh, published it for us. Ah. And it's called From Pain to Wellness, There is Hope. And the website, again, is www. HopeClinicCare.com. Or there's a phone number also. Oh, and what is that? 480-659-5470. Okay, this has been great. It's fun to have you here and and such a learning experience for me and I'm sure everybody listening to this show. Um, and, and it's just marvelous what you're doing. And, and I'm sure you've, you've, you've saved a lot of people from pain. So thank you for being on the show. You you and your wife, Vicki, are rescuers. We are. So thank you so much for being on the air. God bless. Thank you. God bless you too. You are my rescue story. Lifted me up from the ashes. Carried my soul from death to life. Bringing me from glory to glory. You are my rescue story. You are Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.